When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Impact Zone. This is our weekly um, impact recap and review show um, for Impact Wrestling, uh, their weekly show. Um, always a little confusing with Impact, isn't it? It's The company's called Impact, but the TV show is also called Impact. It would be like if WWE show was called WWE. Um or AEW. Anyway, uh, seeing it's the first episode, I thought I'd give you a little bit of a rundown of my history with Impact, which is pretty short, to be honest. Um, I really had not watched any Impact Wrestling until Kenny Omega went across and did his um, three or four month run as Impact Champion, and then Christian sort of won that and uh, off him, and uh, and then AEW just sort of scarpered out of impact although um we have had a couple of people come across and do some jobs on on aw tv um but we like to consider ourselves the home of alternative wrestling uh here at wrestle wolf and and um you know i'm uh i've gone freelance in my own personal time and so i want to um you know, make that uh, a reality, not just a catchphrase, you know, um, it's all well and good for us to talk about AEW every week, and we do, uh, shows drop at uh, midnight Sunday, AEST every week, uh, where we break down in some minute detail what's happened in AEW that week, and occasionally we'll mention New Japan, occasionally we'll mention um, Impact, but uh, um and we used to occasionally mention Ring of Honor, although that's now an extension of AEW, basically. Um, and I watch Impact every week, and I just thought, well, this is <laughs> this seems dumb that I'm watching it every week, enjoying it, um, and we're not talking about it. Uh, Paul and Matt barely have the time to watch the wrestling that we talk about on a weekly and monthly basis with them, so um, you'll just get me. But I thought... Um, you know, for a lot of people, it's hard to find the time um, to watch the wrestling that they, you know, that, you know, everyone has their favorite promotion. And, and I know even for me, you know, uh, doing this for the podcast, 
I find it difficult to find the time to watch AEW or, or sometimes it, it can feel a little bit like a chore, not to bitch about having a great job like this, but it can feel a little bit like a chore um, when you have to watch something because you've got deadlines and stuff. Um, and so I'm kind of doing the impact was always my, um, well, I can watch it whenever and I, when I feel like watching wrestling, I'll, I'll watch it. And that's kind of been what it has been for me for the last year and a half. So I just wanted to get that sort of out in the open because if you're coming, um, if you're listening to this, like, oh, great, I'm an Impact fan. Um, awesome, finally, a, a podcast about Impact that's not created by Impact. Um, I I have caught up on a lot of the history. I mean, you know, I'm a massive wrestling fan, so I knew who was in Impact, who would come from Impact. But my history is essentially WWE from like 1985 till three years ago <laughs> and then AEW. Um, so I'm still, you know, um, and, and kind of got into New Japan around the same time as well. So still learning. Um, so there'll probably be gaps in my history that I don't know and that may be um, uh, frustrating for you guys, but I am learning um, and I'm learning more and more all the time. Um, have started watching the, the pay-per-views basically from the beginning. Um, so, yeah. Just wanted to give you guys a little bit of that uh, that background. The way that we do things um, usually is that we'll go through our best, worst, and wait and see moments um, of the week. I thought I would do that, um, but quickly also just run down uh, the results because um, I want to keep these shows relatively quick, you know, like a, a 10, 15, 20-minute episode. Um, the episodes themselves only go for about an hour and 20 minutes when you remove ads, so there's no point in talking about it for hours on end. Um, but yeah, if you don't have the time to watch Impact, then you can come here, catch up on what's happening, get a, a brief idea, because there is a lot of intersection now between wrestling promotions, and, and this might be a good way for you to be able to keep up. Uh, so we started the show with a Knockouts World Tag Team Championship match, uh, VXT, which is... Uh, uh, Diona Perazzo and Chelsea Green going up against Mia Yim and Jordan Grace, who was the women's champion. Uh, this was a fairly good match that um, uh, the VXT won. Um, it was significant because um, uh, Diana Perazzo got the pin on Jordan Grace, basically setting up the next feud. Um, I, I thought, yeah, this was always going to be the case. Um, yeah, not a bad match, didn't blow me away, but, um, but anyway, uh, next up we have Mike Bennett versus Carl Anderson, Carl Anderson won that, there was a whole bunch of interference at the end of the match, the match itself was good, um, a lot of talking about the Maria, uh, Canales, uh, meme with Carl Anderson dancing while she danced sexily in New Japan from like seven years ago, it's a way to keep relevant impact guys, (laughs) Jason Hotch, who won an Impact uh, contract uh, at the Arnold Classic. We didn't even know Impact were doing that. Um, it seems to be a fairly new initiative, but at this year's Arnold Classic, there was a wrestling tournament, uh, which Jason Hotch, I'm not necessarily sure whether he won, but essentially um, he was picked by a couple of producers at, uh, at Impact, um, uh, one of them being Lance Storm. Um, and he's now on the roster. He had his first match on uh, Impact with uh, uh, Bohinda Gaja, 
um, and and really this was just a play into a Brian Myers Brian Myers and Gahaja storyline. Uh, Gahaja defeated Hotch, and then there was a, a sort of a bunch of gaga between um, Myers and Hotch. Uh, sorry, Myers and, and Gahaja about the digital belt. Uh, Myers basically saying he's not going to give him a match. Gaja uh, did a gargoyle spear, gargoyle spear even, um, and then walked off with the belt, which, don't know, don't know about that, um, we'll come to that in a sec, uh, Vincent versus Josh Alexander, I was kind of looking forward to this match, there is still a thrill for me when someone who's predominantly associated with another um, promotion like Vincent is with the Ring of Honor, um, going up against Josh Alexander, who was Mr. Impact. Um, and the match wasn't that great. <laughs> um, it, again, this match was to set up um, uh, for um, Edwards to come out um, and and do a promo. Um, uh, yeah, it was for uh, Eddie Edwards. Sorry, God completely blanked on Eddie Edwards' name, for Edwards to come out and, and basically cut a promo setting up a feud between him and Alexander, and then Heath came out and, um, and, 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 well, attacked, <laughs> um, uh, attacked Vincent, which was setting up their feud, so the, this is all, um, heading into Bound for Glory, uh, look, it was fine, it, it was, <clears throat> it was entertaining. It didn't really blow me away. Join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football. They're First ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Now you can play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. You can buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like daily fantasy football. Uh, build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions. Paul, that's millions in prizes. Millions. Get into it. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with the Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN. Build. Play. Win. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details.
had Jessica making her in-ring debut. Um, it was all about it being sick. Um, and, and it was fine. She defeated uh, Aisha Edwards. Um, and then we had the main event, which was Violet, Violent by Design versus Time Machine. Um, uh, Time Machine is the Motor City Machine Guns and um, uh, d- 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 Kushida. Um, and they ended up winning, beating Violent by Design. Really, this was about the continuing story of, of the guys in Violent by Design um, trying to win over uh, Young um, in that match. the I'll go through my worst. There was a, um, there was a promo with uh, Killer Kelly, uh, Lame. I understand that the resources impact are, are, you know, not the same as WWE or AEW, um, but I, I just think um, having Killer Kelly legitimately attack Tasha Steeles like takes away from the gimmick of her being this kind of like serial killer stalking her. Like if she's stalking her, she's stalking her. Like the attack should happen in the ring, like when the match happens. Um, and there was just some really bad acting. Some bad acting on Tasha Steele's um, behalf. Some bad acting on Killer Kelly's behalf. And even when Killer Kelly was like, uh, you know, kind of essentially saying like, you know, watch out for me. The physical distance made no sense. You know, like it was kind of like she was afraid to touch to touch Tasha Steele. I know she's only been on Impact for a few for a few weeks. Maybe she's a little bit nervous about being in front of the cameras again. But that's something that needs to be gotten over real quick. Um, for the story to be believable, because it became, you know, to quote Peter Griffin, I was very aware that I was watching a wrestling show. Um, yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's harsh, but I just want to clarify, we do do this on the AW show as well, so uh, nobody's above criticism. I like this story, and I think that's probably why I got frustrated with this um, vignette was that or the promo was that uh, it just it just felt a little rushed and compared to um, some backstage promoing that happened with the boys later on, uh, it just sort of paled in comparison. Um, the wait and see for me at the moment is Ring of Honor. Um, Ring of Honor, Honor No More. Um, I... Uh, Look, I kind of like that they're doing an invasion. Initially, I really liked that they were doing an invasion angle sort of thing. Um, And there were some sort of uh, veiled nods and winks uh, to the failed invasion angle on WWE with WCW and ECW. So many acronyms. Um, But it's been going on for a while now. And I know Impact likes to let stories sort of run for a a long period of time. and, And that's, in most cases, cool because you... You get nuance in those storylines, and it's not a two-week turnaround like we've had in the past with the Fed, for example. Um, but I, I, I'm sort of, I'll be interested to see what the end game of this is without everybody just disbanding. I know it's trying to build, like you know, the idea of a faction is to build up all the people in it, so uh, regular viewers get to know who these people are because they're on screen a lot. Um, and I suppose that has probably been happening and you are starting to see sort of individual feuds happening. Um, 
you know, like Heath, uh, with Heath and Vincent, for example. Um, but I'm just not, initially, I, you know, I would be um, kind of thrilled to see the Ring of Honor guys on screen. And uh, yeah, the, the thrill has gone a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm putting a hold on that because, you know, I haven't seen exactly where it's going. But just at the moment, it sort of feels like the reliance on Honor No More is um, heavy. Um, and uh, it's just not grabbing me. Um, and the best, uh, well, the best for me for the week was the Sammy Callahan um, Moose um, and uh, Macklin um feud that's been uh going on steve macklin god forgetting names left right and center all over the place um, i just thought this was really cool i liked the way that um the promo started on the indian line he's cutting a promo and then the camera just sort of moved away because the cameraman could hear an argument between moose and macklin and so they just moved away and then went down this stairwell and, and was watching these guys having an argument, Macklin saying, this isn't the time or place for us to have this discussion. And then Sammy Callahan, just like a, a ball of anger and violence comes flying out of nowhere. And what I did really like about this uh, setup, um, I mean, this is all going into Bound for Glory, obviously, and, and and I assume there'll be some sort of blow-off. I'm not sure whether it'll, whether it'll be with Macklin or Moose, probably Moose, I would suggest. Um. But the fact that uh, Sammy Callahan got his ass beaten down by these two guys initially, um, and then Callahan sort of rose from the dead <laughs> just before the main event, um, you know, and and challenged both the guys in a barbed wire match, um, they're the moments in a wrestling show where you're like, whoa, um, and there's just something really electric about Sammy Callahan. There always has been. I know he's an impact guy. He'd probably be an impact guy for life. I would be really interested. Um, I mean, he almost got into AEW there with, you know, he was involved in the Moose and Kenny Omega uh, feud that was happening there. And and, uh, and then he hurt his leg. Um, and look, he's not in tip-top shape, Sammy, either. So, you know, he might need to, to drop some KGs. Um, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about wrestlers' bodies in the last week, so I probably shouldn't say that. But it just... He has hefted up a little bit while he's been injured. That that tends to happen. I just wonder what his motivations are as far as like, would he want to go to AEW? Would he want, you know, would he want to, you know, to get himself out in front of more eyeballs than than he would an impact? You know, but there's certain guys like Sabian and um, uh, you know, and Young who you know, feel a great affinity for impact and, and uh, Sammy Callahan's definitely one of those guys and, and, you know, is the heart and soul of the place. But anyway, I just loved everything about it. The, the, the best moments of wrestling shows is when you believe what's happening or you at least suspend your disbelief. And every time Sammy Callahan is, um, is on screen, he does that for impact wrestling. So, um, yeah, definitely my, my moment of the week. Um, but I'll leave it there, guys. That that's the uh, results and and recap of the of the show. Sammy Callahan, Moose, and um, and Steve Macklin doing some great work. Um, but the you know 
the one thing about Impact that I like will continuously say, say it on the AW show all the time, and it, it sounds like a backhanded compliment, it's never really meant that way, is I'm always amazed at how good a product they put on the screen with how little they have. They don't have a huge roster. Um, a lot of people are wrestling each other, <laughs> you know, like you get a lot of the same people, but it never really feels that tight. It always feels pretty fresh and and uh, and interesting, and that's testament to, to everybody um, at the promotion. But look, we'll be doing this weekly, uh, looking to get this to drop by uh, midday, uh, Saturday, well, by midday on Saturday, uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So it's about Friday afternoon for our American English listeners. Um, yeah, so hopefully you can, if you don't get a chance to watch Impact, um, uh, you can listen to it here. They do have their own streaming service, uh, now Impact, which is about nine bucks a month or something like that. Um, well worth the investment. Go out and support organizations that aren't the Fed. They're the ones who need it. Uh, and Impact is definitely one of those. But we'll be back next week uh, with more recapping and reviewing in the Impact Zone.